for many people, January is a month for new starts, new routines, new energy, and big goals, big ambitions, long to-do lists, and high expectations. There's always an excitement around January and all that it's bringing, all this freshness, but that often fades very quickly. And more often than not, it fades into burnout. I feel like January is the Monday of the year. We all hope that this fresh start is going to bring about radical change, but we set our own expectations so high or too high that when we're faced with the work or we hit that first hurdle, we feel instantly defeated and we lose that sense of motivation. In last week's episode, we talked a little bit about this concept of setting long-term sustainable goals and thinking about how we can approach those goals slowly over time. Yes, it's less exciting, it's less fresh, it's less big energy, but it's also less likely to end in burnout. So if you set yourself big goals and high expectations for the new year, and you're already feeling overwhelmed, under-motivated, and burnt out, then this episode is for you. Whether you've set your goals or you haven't, it's time to reset your mindset around January and to lean out of that big energy mindset and into an energy of ease. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister and each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset we can face anything welcome back to the podcast and welcome to the first solo one-to-one episode of the year As I said in the introduction of last week's episode, I'm making January all about goal setting. And we're going to explore lots of different ways that we can look at goals to find what feels right and to really set ourselves up for success from a place of self-compassion and self-love for the year ahead. We're not just looking to take those goals off of a to-do list or to hit milestones like their targets. We're looking to come at goal setting from a place of self-compassion, intention, and feeling this year. Last week, I sat down with nutrition coach Jane Jones, and we talked about all things health and fitness related when it comes to goal setting. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, and you're hoping to make 2023 the year that you lean into looking after your health more mindfully, but you also want to avoid that toxic diet and fitness trend culture, then go and have a listen to that episode because Jane had some really great advice. She shared some insight into how we can look after our bodies a little bit better in 2023 and how we can set goals for our health 
that are not only about January or not only about this year, but about looking at the bigger picture and creating this sustainable lifestyle that's going to look out for us in years to come and help our bodies feel good for much longer. This week though, we're taking a bit of a step back and we're leaning into the energy of ease. I don't know about you, but after the last few years and having my expectations so high for change or the return to quote unquote normality in January and being let down and overwhelmed so quickly This year, I've been bringing a different approach to the new year, and that is the approach of ease. I've been easing back into my daily routines, slowly building on things or slowly adding back in things each week and showing myself so, so, so much self-compassion and patience. I felt really pulled to share this approach with you on the podcast because I think easing into the new year can sometimes be mistaken for a lack of motivation or even laziness. And I know personally, I still have so many blocks to break down around self-compassion, around being gentle with myself, around rest and going slowly, especially in the new year, but also the whole year. Because I battle with this sense of guilt or even shame when I'm not hitting the ground running or I'm not diving into my goals or I'm not pouring all of my energy into everything all of the time. And I'm sure there's many of you that can relate to that. And I think often when we show up to goal setting, especially when it comes to setting our goals at the start of the year, we bring the big energy and we bring that expectation that we're going to keep showing up with the big energy to everything on that goal list. And that's not setting goals from a place of self-compassion because our energy ebbs and flows all of the time and we need to create the space for us to ease into these goals so that we can spread that energy out for longer and not burn out at the start line because we can be ambitious about what we want to achieve in life we can have big dreams and big goals without burning ourselves out to get there so i'm bringing this energy of ease into january this year because I'm learning from my mistakes of previous years, but especially of last year. So rewind a little bit. At the start of 2022, myself and my partner, Joe, we had just moved into the house that we're living in now. We actually moved house Christmas week, and there was a lot of big energy and a lot of doing and a lot of packing up and a lot of unpacking and um, also the sense of urgency mostly for me to kind of have everything ready in this new space for January 1st. I really wanted to hit the ground running. I really wanted to bring this big energy to this fresh start, but I didn't take any time to first of all rest and allow myself to take in and process this big change that we'd went through and just allow myself to fill back into my own cup after going through a move during Christmas. (laughs) Um, But secondly, I didn't take any time to get clarity on what I really wanted to bring to this new beginning. I just threw myself into work, into my business, and my goodness, did I crash and burn 
And not only that, I feel like I hit burnout. I was fully aware that I was burning out, but I fought against that burnout probably for most of February and March. So by the time spring came around, I was just running on fumes, as the saying goes. And I just felt really broken, really defeated. My self-confidence was down. I had no idea what direction I was going in or what direction to take next. And it was actually through the process of taking on my own rebranding. And yes, I know taking on a rebranding project when I was already burned out was probably not a great idea. But that process, even though I approached it with this really headstrong, let's get in, let's get out, let's get this done. This is going to be what's going to fix my business. The whole process actually forced me to slow down because if you're doing good branding, you have to have brand clarity and you have to slow down and do the work to get there. So the whole process of doing that rebrand forced me to slow down and forced me to do a lot of reflection work. And mostly it forced me to get that clarity. And that kind of had this domino effect on me realizing that I hadn't done any of that work at the start of the year. I hadn't really taken time to pause and get clarity on not only what I wanted from my business as I was growing it, but also the other parts of my life because I just thought, okay, I'm going to show up to the new year with this big energy and big things are going to happen. But if we don't have clarity, then we really don't have anything to hold on to when we run out of steam to give us that direction and also to justify why we need to slow down and rest so that we have the energy to show up for that thing that we're working towards. So... This year, I decided to show up to the new year with a very different attitude. I spent most of December leaning into this energy of joy, reflecting on my wins from the year, my ups, my downs, the lessons that I learned, everything that the year had given to me, and also everything that I kind of needed to put down and let go because it wasn't going to serve me. And I started to, but I didn't force myself to think about the energy that I wanted to bring to 2023. What I did not do is set specific goals in December for the new year. I didn't set New Year's resolutions and we're halfway through January and I still haven't set business goals um, or made a big picture plan for the year because I'm leaning into this energy of ease. And if December was about looking back and closing out the year with self-compassion, then January feels like it should be about looking forward and opening up the year slowly, gently, and with ease. So I have chosen my word for the year. That's the only bit of goal setting that I did do in December. So as I was closing out the year and doing my reflection work in December, and I did Lots of lovely different reflections. If you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen that I shared that I did the Year Compass, which is an incredible free downloadable workbook. If you haven't set your goals yet or you haven't done any reflection from last year to help you look forward to this year, I highly recommend that one. It really helped me, I guess, work through everything from last year to touch in with 
what worked and what didn't and to let go of what needed to be let go of, but also to start moving myself into that place of what energy do I want to bring to next year and why? Because the whys are really important when we're setting goals and when we're setting intentions. Um, So I did that. I also did Lucy Sheridan's closing ceremonies, which was again, a really lovely mindfulness workshop about exploring, again, what happened in 2022 what do you want to celebrate what do you want to leave there and what do you want to move into going forward for the year coming and what I loved about both of those activities was that neither of them were about setting specific goals but rather about leaning into the feelings that you've experienced and then starting to think about how you want to shift your mindset to feel differently moving forward or to feel more of some of those good things that did happen in the year. Lucy Sheridan is a life coach if you haven't heard of her before and she's the world's only comparison coach getting to be a part of her end of year guided session was really powerful for me because I think when you work with a life coach even in a group setting like that they have such a great way of posing questions to you that helps you dig a little bit deeper to get to those answers so I'll link both of those in the show notes and I highly recommend that you go and check them out you can also follow both the year compass and Lucy Sheridan on Instagram and I'll put both of their handles in the show notes as well so you can go and see what they're all about and also use them alongside this episode to help you ease into intentional goal setting for the year ahead. So I chose my word of the year and then really since then I've just been doing a lot of creating space to allow myself to first of all ease back into the routines and meet my to-do lists where my energy is, which is low because Christmas holidays take a lot out of us. Um, And even if you had lots of time to rest and get extra sleep, which I'm so grateful I did have time for, it takes your body and mind time to readjust to those daily routines and also to get back into that um, energy flow of showing up and having bigger energy outputs between Monday to Friday or whatever your work week is. So I'm taking that space and I'm urging you to do the same. Slow it down. Um, I did have a moment like right at the start of the year where it was in my calendar, still technically my Christmas break, but I was like, I'm going to go back to the studio and I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to start doing that. And I realized that I, I did too much too soon and I instantly regretted it and I leaned into it and I listened to my body because it was tired and I realized I was putting too much on my to-do lists too quickly because yes, maybe you were showing up with this energy before the Christmas break and you were getting all of these things done in the space of a day. But again, you've got to give yourself that time to readjust and to meet your energy where it is. So I'm urging you to slow down, take stock, figure out where your energy is right now and to find that balance between the output of energy that you need to show up to your responsibilities to your work to yourself and also that space where you need to slowly start pouring back in and building that energy up and rather than hitting the ground running at the start of the year rather building up that pace slowly 
So we'll get to the end point, probably more successful if we do this slowly over time. And we're going to know what that end point is because we're not going to lose clarity. So even if that's not how you started your month, maybe you didn't start your month with ease. Maybe you had a little hiccup like me, or maybe you kind of at this halfway point of January now, and you've been trying to do the go, go, go and the hit the ground running um, and it's not working and you're feeling that in your body and in your mind right now. Give yourself permission right now to slow down and lean into that energy of ease. Say it to yourself now in your head, whisper it to yourself, or if you're alone and you feel comfortable doing so, say it out loud. I give myself permission to slow down and lean into the energy of ease. This episode of Fill Up Your Cup podcast is not sponsored, so I'd like to take a moment out of the episode to tell you about some of the ways that you can support the podcast. Your support of the show means so much to me, but it also helps me to reach more listeners who might also enjoy the show when you help me by putting that support into a few different forms. And the first one is to follow or subscribe to the show on whatever is your favorite platform to listen to podcasts. All of these platforms that we use now are super intelligent and will show us what we've been listening to recently. And so sometimes it's easy to forget to hit that follow button, to hit that subscribe button, to hit that add to my library button. So wherever you like to listen to Fill Up Your Cup podcast, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button now and add this podcast to your favorites. The second way that you can support our show is by leaving an honest review or rating. Let me know what you think of this episode or what your favorite episode so far has been or send me some feedback, send me some questions, share a personal story or something that you thought about as you were listening to this episode or simply let other people out there know what this show means to you. You guys have been really great to send me DMs with your thoughts, to send me messages and even to hit reply to the weekly newsletter and to tell me how much you love that episode. But if you take just a few minutes to put that love and energy into a review on whatever app you like to listen to the podcast on, it means that someone else who might be unsure if the show is for them can see your thoughts and will maybe give it a chance. So be sure you hit follow and subscribe and leave us a review or rating because it really helps us connect with new potential listeners. Thank you for your love and support. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following us on Instagram and for sharing your love because it keeps me going and it allows me to bring all of the feel-good energy to every episode that I show up for. And I can't wait to keep doing that throughout the rest of this season and the rest of this year. Now that we've connected with that energy of ease, hopefully you're feeling like a little bit of the pressure has lifted and you're ready to revisit your goals with a more self-compassionate mindset. Or if like me, you haven't set any goals yet, you're ready to start setting intentional goals, getting intentional about how you want to show up for yourself 
this year. One of the biggest lessons that I learned last year was this importance of having clarity and direction. I didn't actually set myself any clear goals at the start of last year and I didn't really realize this until I started reflecting on the year as a whole and starting to do that kind of thought process of where did this all go wrong where did this all start to snowball so much that I ended up feeling so burnt out and I ended up with such low motivation and feeling like I nearly needed to restart halfway through the year and when I started to work backwards and to really do this self-reflection work from a place of self-compassion as well not from a place of judgment but just really trying to understand where did I not support myself I came back to what was the start of last year like for me and it was this kind of rush to get going and just having a lot of excitement around being in a new house being in a new place having a new start heading into my first full year as a self-employed freelancer there was so much excitement there was so much energy that came with that excitement that I was like let's just go let's just see what the year brings and I didn't really sit down and think about okay what energy do I want to bring to this year what intentions do I want to bring to this year where do I want myself to be and my business to be in a year from now I think a lot of goal setting when we do it is target or end point oriented we focus on this is where I am now and this is the goal where I want to be and often there's this huge space in between where you are now and where you want to be and that has its benefits as well especially if it's like running a marathon or something that you're training for or it's a a work or career related goal those targets those endpoints give us something to measure they give us something to keep ourselves motivated to working towards but goals that are about giving yourself clarity and direction goals that are feeling based that are intentional set with an intention about how we want to feel or what energy we want to bring to our lives or experiences that we want to have more of those kind of goals are more flexible they're more sustainable and most importantly when we're faced with challenges because we will be faced with challenges we can't avoid challenges in life they're gonna come our way but when we have those kind of open-ended flexible intentions rather than targets it gives us something to hold on to it allows us to reconnect with that clarity and direction to help reorientate ourselves because it's not about getting to a particular point but rather it's about a deeper purpose or reconnecting with a feeling and so when the goal is an intention rather than a target we can reconnect with that feeling or that desire for that feeling and we can think in smaller terms of what's one thing I can do now to reconnect to that intention or to bring myself back to center to get that clarity and that direction again. We're leaning into a feeling or the feeling that this intention can create for us in our lives and we're starting big with the intention and then we're finding a way to bridge that big gap so those goals don't feel so far out of reach and so that we also don't fall into that trap of the January burnout where we dive in 
to this big goal with big energy right at the beginning, but then we have no more energy left to give to that goal and we very quickly lose motivation around it. So with that being said, you know that I love some practical steps. It's all about the feeling, yes, but we also need a little bit of a step-by-step guide to help get us there. So let's lean into the energy of ease and think about how we can show up to our goal setting for 2023 with intention and self-compassion and plan a year that is going to be sustainable and give us clarity so that when we face those hurdles that we are ultimately going to face this year, that we have something to come back to. So the first thing that we're going to do, and you can grab your journal for this, you can think about it now, or you can come back to it at another time. The first place to start when setting intentional self-compassionate goals is by choosing your focus. And one of the ways that I've found recently is a really helpful way to do this is by choosing a word that is the focus, that is the energy that you want to bring. We're choosing our word for the year. Maybe you already have chosen your word for the year. And if you have, I want you to just kind of take a moment to check in with that word and make sure that it is the word that you want, the feeling that you want to bring to this year, and just check in that you really connect with it and you really thought about why that is your word. In order to choose my word of the year, I first reflected on the energy of 2022. I did a lot of reflecting on what were the highs and what were the lows. What were the ups? What were the downs? What were the the wins and what were the challenges? And then I thought about the feelings that were associated with each of those opposites, the highs and the lows. What did I feel when I had those wins? What was the energy and the feelings that those high points brought into my life? And on the flip side of that, what was the energy that those challenges and those learning moments and those harder days brought into my life? And I think that sometimes we can learn a lot more from the energy and the feelings that the challenges bring into our lives than we can from the energy and the feelings that the highs bring into our lives because it's very easy to have a positive mindset and to show up with good energy and good intentions when we're already winning but it's much more difficult to do that when we face a challenge and we can learn a lot about ourselves and our weaknesses and our triggers and our traumas when we're looking at how we deal with challenge something that I learned about myself when I reflected on how I dealt with challenge last year was that I was bringing this lack to those challenges and this kind of scarcity mindset. I was bringing it to my confidence. I was bringing it to my energy. I was bringing it to my time. It just felt like there was never enough of anything and there was never enough of me for all of the things. All it felt like there was was targets and goals and to-do lists to get through and I didn't have the energy to bring to them. And the more I was leaning into that scarcity feeling, the less I had to show up with to what I needed to do. Our energy flows where our focus goes. So when I reflected on that and I did that work, I thought, okay, if 
at the moment when I'm facing challenges, I am feeling that sense of lack of not enough, of pulling back, of trying to hold on and control things. And it's not allowing me to create more, be that more energy, be that physically creating, because that's what I do as a for my job, be that create more time to have for myself, whatever it is. I what there was just this great feeling of not enough in how I faced my challenges last year. So I thought, okay, when it comes to choosing my word for 2023, I want the opposite of that. I want to show up to this year with the energy of the opposite of how I was dealing with my challenges. So if my energy showing up to my challenges and the feelings that flowed into my life when I was facing my challenges last year was this feeling of lack and this feeling of scarcity, then the opposite of that is abundance. So that is how I came to my word of the year for 2023, which is abundance. I just want abundance in my life. And when I face those challenges, I am grounding myself in an energy of abundance. Maybe it won't be an abundance of energy, but trying to lean into that energy of abundance and seeking out how can I bring that to my challenge. So when you are choosing your word of the year, it needs to be something that you connect with deeply so that you can ground yourself in the energy of that word as you face the bigger goals and also the challenging days. And to get to that place of being grounded and deeply connected to this word, you first need to reflect on what was the energy of last year. Think about the energy of yes, the highs, because sometimes that word of the year can come about if it's, well, I only had a few wins and I want more of the feeling that I had around those wins. But also take a good look at some of the challenges you faced, but how you showed up to those challenges and think about the energy and the mindset that you brought to the challenges and reflect on well, what would the opposite of that mindset and feeling be? If I showed up with more of that energy, if I grounded myself in the opposite of that, would that help me? And it's somewhere in between all of those reflections that you're going to land on this feeling or this word that just feels right. And when you do stick to it like glue, hold on to that word, write it down, because that is where you're going to start with for your intentions for the year. The next thing that you're going to do is reflect on the areas of your life that you most want to show up for or improve. Now, don't overwhelm yourself because we can take a good look at our lives and go, well, there's something I want to fix in every single area of my life. But again, go back to those reflections from last year, think about the wins and think about the challenges and choose an area that you want to improve by continuing to build on what already went well and also choose an area that you want to improve because you really struggled with it last year. I would recommend that you stick with choosing two, maximum three areas of your life that you want to improve on and set yourself some goals for leaning into the energy of that word that you chose for yourself for the year. So these could be things like your friendships, your relationship, your work and career, your sense of financial security, your physical health, your spiritual health, 
your energy, your organization, whatever it is to you personally that sticks out when you did your reflections from 2022 as areas that you think you could build on because you started to improve them last year and you know that there's more that you can do, but also areas that you feel like you neglected last year and you want to start to show up for yourself and others in that area. Now what I want you to do is think about how you can bring the energy of your word of the year to each of these areas. What would that look like? What would that feel like? Coming back to my personal example, my word of the year is abundance. One of the areas that I am continuing to work on improving is my business. I'm working for myself. It's still a new business. I obviously want to continue building on it. So when I'm setting my goals for my business, it's very easy for me to lean into, okay, what's business strategy? What's growth strategy? Let me set some really targeted goals. And yes, those are good as well in business. But to start out, I want to think about how can I bring an energy of abundance to my business this year? What would that look like? What would that feel like? How would I show up in my business daily or weekly if I was bringing a, an energy of abundance to it? If I had an abundance already in my business, how would I feel? How would I act? How would I do things differently? So you want to think about the each of the areas of your life that you've chosen that you want to work on and improve. And you want to think about how you could apply the energy of that word that you've chosen as your word of the year. You're still not setting specific goals. You're still trying to connect with feeling. Feeling is really important when you're setting intentions. Because again, it's going to give you that clarity and that direction. This is what I would like to feel like. This is what I think it would feel like if I was bringing that energy to this area of my life. Visualize it. Lean into it. Really put yourself in the place of the energy of that word and the area of your life. And when they cross over, what would that feel like and look like for you? Now it's time to set some clearer goals. But we're going to try and set some open-ended goals for each of these areas. We're dreaming big and we're starting with the bigger picture. What I want you to ask yourself for each of those areas is, where would I like to be in one year from now? If I'm showing up with the energy of my word of the year in this area of my life, what would I like that to look like in one year from now? So now we're starting to get clear and we're also starting to get more realistic. We're still dreaming big. We're still not trying to limit ourselves to what that will look like, but rather what it could look like. If we're bringing all of this energy and everything goes well in a year from now, what's the best case scenario of where I would like to be? And then we're going to break it down further. Again, having your journal on hand to do each of these reflections. So writing down each step of this reflection because each step forward means you have to reflect on what you said in the previous prompt so you can keep refining it and keep getting that clarity. You should have two to three statements at this point, one for each of those areas of your life. In a year from now, this is what it would look like. Break it down further. In six months from now, so look at that first 
statement. I'm going to come back to my personal example again. If I'm showing up with an energy of abundance to my business, what would that look like in a year from now? Then I take my concept of what my business in the best case scenario would look like and feel like in a year from now. And I think, okay, if that's where I want to be in a year, what's the halfway point to that goal? In six months from now, what would it look like to be at the halfway point of that goal? When you've got your six month point, half it again. What's halfway to the halfway point? In three months time, if you're showing up with the energy of your word of your of the year to this area of your life, what would it look like? And then when you have that halfway point of the halfway point, your three month point, ask yourself again, further break it down, what would it look like in one month from now? This is where it gets really clear and it starts to get more real because now you've got to think, okay, in one month from now, what could I actually achieve if I showed up with this energy? What's a realistic place for me to be one month from now? Once you've set those intentions and you've broken it down from one year to six months to three months to one month from now, I want you to get out your calendar, whether you use a paper calendar or a digital calendar, because the next step in setting yourself intentional goals with self-compassion is holding yourself accountable in some way. So what you're going to do is you're going to schedule a reflection day in one month from now. You've set yourself the intention of where you want to be by showing up with the energy of your word of the year in one month from now, whenever you do this reflection, whether that's one month from today that you're listening to the podcast or whether you sit down and do this over the weekend. Look at your calendar, count forward one month, put a reminder in to come back and reflect on that goal that you've given yourself. So when your reminder goes off in a month from now, you go and get your journal out, you go back to where you did all of this reflection work, you reconnect with the energy of your word of the year and you get real. Did I bring the energy to this month in each of these areas of my life? Because remember, your goal isn't gonna just be one. Did I get to where I thought I could be in one month if I showed up with that energy? Maybe you didn't. And that's okay too because there's a lesson in that. And more than likely, you will not meet it or you'll go way past it because what we tend to do when we're setting ourselves goals for shorter periods of time is either we set the bar just too high that we're not gonna hit it or we set it so low that we know we're gonna succeed. And so what you've gotta do then is use that as a feeler for the next month. Check in with your three-month point Where did you think you would be in three months? Because that's two months away now by the time we're doing this reflection. Give yourself a new target. If I lean into the energy of my word of the year for this next month, where do I think I'm gonna be in one month time? And then set another reminder and keep doing that each month. Keep coming back to your journal. When you get to your three month point, reflect on how close or not you were to your prediction or your intention compared to where you are now. And reassess what that means for the intention that you set for six months down the line and one year down the line. Keep revisiting your goals, always coming back to the energy of your word of the year and readjusting the intentions or the goals to meet you and your energy where it is. So it's not about in one month time when that reminder goes off and you see 
the goal that you set yourself based on your intention and you think, I didn't meet this, but I need to keep going. So for the next month, you set yourself an even bigger goal because you say, well, now I need to meet the goal that I didn't get to in January plus what I need to do in February so I can get to the three-way mark in March. No. If you didn't meet the goal in January, you need to reflect and think, well, what can I do for myself in February that would mean I would be more successful at meeting that goal then? It's about slow, sustainable steps over the year, leaning into the energy of the word and the intention that you want to bring to the year, hoping that it gets you to the best possible scenario that you set for your one-year point, but knowing that it's so much more valuable for you to keep leaning back into that energy and to keep showing up with it whatever that looks like. That way, you're setting yourself up for success in some form in 12 months from now. You're setting yourself up to know that you are going to keep connecting with the energy of your word of the year and bringing it to what you do, whatever that's going to look like. And the last tip that I would give to you for this is that when you set your monthly goal based on your bigger intention and based on your word of the year, for whatever areas of your life that you're working on. You can even go as far to break that down further and look at if this is my goal for the end of the month, what's one thing I could do this week to start moving towards that? And when I do that this week, what am I gonna do next week to move myself forward? So you're always keeping that accountability to yourself, but you're doing it in this really self-compassionate way. And you're really trying to set yourself up for success. And when you hit those challenges and you hit those hurdles, you have this center point that you can ground yourself in, which is the energy of the word. How am I going to bring the energy of my word of the year to this challenge? Because it might be getting in the way of me meeting my monthly goal, or my three monthly goal. But if I show up with this energy, is that going to help me overcome this hurdle better? Is this going to give me a lesson that I can learn from? Or am I simply just going to show myself some self-compassion as I work through this? And that is a win as well. So I'm just going to summarize that whole process again so that you can take it in. As I said, you might want to go and grab your journal right after you've listened to this episode, or you might want to take some time to reflect on what this really means to you before you grab your journal and work through each of these reflections. So first of all, what you're gonna do is you're gonna choose your word of the year. Then you're gonna reflect on the areas of your life that you most want to show up for and improve this year. That's two to three areas max. Next, you're gonna think about how you can bring the energy of your word of the year to each of these areas. And what would that look like? And what would that feel like? Really lean into feelings. Then you're going to set a more clearer but still open-ended goal for one year from now. If you show up with the energy of your word of the year to each of these areas you want to improve, what could that look like in a year from now? And then break it down further. What would it look like in six months from now? And halfway point again in three months from now? And then really get clear What would it look like in one month from now? To hold yourself accountable, you're gonna schedule in reflection days each month to check in with those one month goals and to check back in with your bigger intention, which is your word of the year, to reconnect 
with the energy of that word if you haven't really been doing so most of the month. And then you're going to readjust your goals based on how well you did that month so that you're always holding yourself accountable, but you're always showing up with self-compassion and you're still connecting intentionally with the energy of your word of the year. And then finally, as you set your monthly goals, remember to also break those down and really get clear on what that would look like each week within the month. Again, so you can hold yourself accountable in a really self-compassionate way and you continuously can show up for yourself in the best possible way. Set yourself up for success. Always being aware that there are gonna be challenges that come your way, but when you're grounded in the energy that you wanna bring to this year, you're going to be able to adapt and adjust and flex those goals to meet yourself and your energy where it is. This is not about checking tasks off a list. This is about easing yourself into the process, showing up with self-compassion and taking each day this year just one day at a time. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know by leaving a review or rating this episode wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on your podcast streaming app so that you never miss out on new episodes. If you want to submit a question or a story for a future episode or add to our suggestion cup, you can do so by heading on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me by finding the podcast on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod and you can send me a DM with your questions, stories, or ideas for the show. Don't forget, you can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me you'll do one thing today that brings you joy.